This is Tennis Quick Tips, Episode 131. Hi, this is Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With each episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, good news. Just in case you thought I had forgot, I didn't. It is time for another episode in the Simple Serve Tips series. Yes, I know I haven't talked about this series since back in episode 115, but I've had a lot of other topics that I wanted to be sure and get to, but now we're going to turn once again to talking about the serve, something that we all know we need help with, and something that there are so many different things to improve on. So in this series, we are looking at the entire serve picture, every little tiny bit of it, and how each piece of the serve can be approved upon to make your serve, and hopefully my serve, a better, more reliable tool in our tennis games. So far in this series, we've talked about where you should stand when you serve, how and why to use the continental grip on your serve, what service stance to use, what the qualities of a good serve really are, and how to hold the tennis ball when you toss. And I'll have links to every single one of those episodes in the show notes for this episode so you can have access just in one place to all the Simple Serve Tips episodes. And you can find those show notes over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips131. But before we get to that, I am going to talk about a volunteer job I did for the last two weeks that I have done for five years now. I absolutely love doing it each and every year. And as I go through this, you're going to see that this volunteer job I did actually magically ties back into today's topic on the service toss. So what was this incredible volunteer job? Well, for the past several years, I have volunteered as a driver at the U.S. Men's Clay Court Championships that are held here in Houston, Texas at River Oaks Country Club. This is an ATP tournament, and there are a lot of really high-level guys who come in to play this. A friend of mine runs the transportation committee for the tournament, and so several years ago, she asked me if I would be interested in driving, and I thought that sounded like something very different from anything I'd ever done before, so I said yes, and it just turns out that I have loved being a driver. There are lots of volunteers that work at this tournament. There are other drivers. There are ushers. There are ticket takers. And basically, you can volunteer to work any of these jobs. And I always thought, well, I will start out as a driver, but eventually I'll try to work my way into being an usher so I can watch tennis. 
And the truth is, I have just loved the driving because I get to drive players. I get to drive officials. I get to drive people who work for the ATP and are out on the tour going to the various tournaments. I get to talk to all of these people. And usually if someone gets in my car, I try to judge how amenable they will be to chatting with me. And almost everyone is so nice and is great and answers all my questions and talks to me. It is a lot of fun. And the only, only time I have had anyone that I would say, not that they weren't nice, but they didn't want to talk to me, is I do try to follow along on my phone what's happening when matches are being played. And if I know someone is getting into my car who just lost a match, I try to be a little more uh, careful and maybe not get into their personal space quite so much. Let them have their moment of quiet in the car before they head back to the hotel or to the house they're staying in to pack up and leave the tournament. So some of the people that I drove this year who you might recognize some of these players, I picked up Steve Johnson from the airport, talked to him for a long time, such a sweet, nice guy, Um, met up with Dennis Kudla at the airport, I drove Fernando Verdasco, I saw the Bryan Brothers, I saw John Isner, I saw Sam Querrey, I saw Juan Monaco, who actually ended up winning this year's clay court tournament. He beat Jack Sock, who was last year's champ. I never saw Jack Sock just hanging around out at the tournament. I just saw him out playing tennis. I saw Donald Young. I saw Carlos Burlock. I saw Marty Fish out jogging. He was working, I believe, with John Isner, and Marty Fish is also a past champ for this tournament. I was allowed to go in the press room this year. The guy who is in charge of PR for the ATP, I emailed him in advance and told him about Tennis Fixation, and he was nice enough to let me go into the press room for some of the post-match interviews. So I got to see Sam Query's interview after he won one of his matches, and then I got to go in twice to see Feliciano Lopez after two of the matches he won. And I also did get to spend some time talking to a couple of people in the press room, especially Blair Henley, who does reporting for Tennis Now. And I am going to put a YouTube video in the show notes for this episode that Blair did while she was there with Feliciano Lopez, where she and he, they were trying to learn how to lasso, because I guess the point is they're here in Texas, and that's a Texas thing. Although I told Blair we don't lasso very much here in Houston. I certainly don't. But anyways, it was a cute video, and it's a good example of the types of things these players are asked to do sort of PR-wise while they are in cities playing in tournaments. So what does this have to do with the placement of your service toss? Well, after I finish my shift driving, one of the perks and one of the real reasons I do this volunteer job is I can go 
watch any of the matches that are going on. I can use my credentials to get in and basically sit in almost any seat in the stadium court or out on the back courts. As long as nobody's sitting there, I can sit there and then just move if it turns out I'm in somebody's seat. And I watched two full matches this year in which Feliciano Lopez was playing, which is sort of unusual. I don't usually get to watch full matches because a lot of times either I walk in and the match is already ongoing or I have to leave because I got to get home to my family. But this year I was fortunate that I watched two full matches and both of them, as I said, Feliciano Lopez happened to be playing in both of those. And you may know who he is. He is a tennis player from Spain. He's played in this tournament several times before, although honestly, he is someone who I don't usually drive. I think I took him to Starbucks one time. He may have a car himself. Some of the players get cars themselves uh, from the tournament. And so maybe he's one of those guys because he is not someone who's usually looking for a ride. He's currently ranked number 23 And he made it to the semifinals in this um, tournament. The match that I saw him play was a quarterfinal match. And he played against an American player whose name, and this is the name, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. This is how the chair umpire at at this particular match pronounced it. His name is Tim Smichek. His last name is spelled S-M-Y. C-Z-E-K. So he's an American. He's currently ranked 117 in the ATP rankings. And I got to see these two guys play against each other. And I had a really great spot to watch them. I was sitting right at one of the baselines looking across the baseline. So I was looking parallel to the baseline. Basically, I could see these guys when they were serving. I was only in about the third row. I was sitting in box seats. So I was in about the third row. Nobody was around me. And I could see perfectly how they were serving. Now, Feliciano Lopez is a lefty. So when he was serving, his back was to me. Tim Smichek is a righty. So when he was serving, he was facing me. But both of these guys, I could see exactly their setup on their serve. And the most important thing, and the thing I wanted to talk about today, was their toss. I could really see their toss really well. I should probably say here, Feliciano Lopez is 6'2". So he is tall, not certainly considered like one of the tallest players on the tour by any means. There was a kid there who is also an American named Riley Opelka, who is 6'10", and just had this amazing serve, largely because he is so tall. So Feliciano Lopez is 6'2". Tim Smichek is only 5'9", and yet had a really incredible serve, considering the height difference between the two of them. What I noticed about Lopez's toss on his serve It was the most perfect toss I have ever seen. I'm sure there are a lot of players 
on both the ATP and WTA tours who have beautiful tosses, but I've never seen one like this before. I've never been close enough to see one. His toss, this is Lopez's toss, would go up and that ball was not spinning at all. I could see the seams. I could see the writing on the ball. That is a quality that I have always thought, sure, they tell you that that's how you should try to toss, but that's really impossible. The laws of physics just won't allow that to happen. That's exactly what Lopez's toss looked like. It really gave me inspiration to work harder on my toss on that aspect of it, keeping it from doing all the spinning that my toss currently does when it goes up. It was truly amazing, and he did it again and again and again. His toss was incredibly consistent. It looked to me like it was almost always same place, same height, and certainly that complete stillness, no spinning as he tossed it up. It was amazing to watch. I couldn't believe I was so close and I could see that. Smechek, on the other hand, when he was tossing for his serve, his ball did have a little bit of spin to it as it would go up. You could see it rotating. But the one thing I could really detect with his toss, and that's the thing I wanted to talk about today, was where he would place the toss. In other words, his toss placement, where the ball went up, the line that it followed up, was very different between his first serve and his second serve. He placed the toss in a different spot depending on which of those two serves he was hitting. Lopez's serve, the placement was It appeared to me between his first and second serve, it was almost identical. Maybe that first serve, the toss was just a little bit more into the court, maybe by six inches. But definitely with Smechek, I could tell his toss between his first and second serve, his first serve was definitely at least a foot farther going towards the court, into the court than when he would toss to hit a second serve. So what am I talking about? What what exactly does this mean? Because what Smechek is doing is what recreational players like you and I are often told to do. And if you are not doing this, that's not a problem, but it is something to think about, and it may be something you want to work towards. So the first thing about the toss that you want to be sure to remember is to toss the ball when you're going to serve, toss up in a straight line. You do not want that toss to curve. You don't want it to be curving so that the ball is ending up going behind you or to one or the other sides, to the left or the right. You want it to be in a straight line. That does not mean that the toss goes straight up perpendicular to the baseline each time, where you place the toss, where it goes, can change depending on the kind of serve you hit. But by and large, you want that toss to go up in a straight line. So it should go up smoothly with very little spin. 
a la Feliciano Lopez and in a straight line. Now here's where the placement may vary. As I said, your toss doesn't necessarily travel in a straight line up into the air perpendicular to the baseline. It may actually travel in a straight line that angles into the court, especially on your first serve. And this is what Smechek's toss was doing. It was going in a straight line, but it was going forward into the court. The reason you do this is because by the time your racket actually comes up and makes contact with that ball, your racket will have moved forward slightly in front of you and into the court. And so the ball needs to be out there where the racket will meet the toss. This is, if you're hitting for your first serve, a hard, flat serve, and you're not trying to put a lot of spin on it. In that case, you want that toss to travel up and angle it into the court. Now, besides the fact that that's where your racket is going to be, so that's where the ball needs to be so that the racket and the ball come into contact with each other, this will also have the effect for most of us of carrying our bodies a little bit forward into the court and in doubles, especially if you are trying to serve in volley, that type of toss will help you because it will carry you forward into the court. That'll be your momentum. On the ATP tour, no, those guys are not typically serving and volleying. In fact, I don't think I saw anybody really serve and volley in singles for the matches I was watching. In doubles, it might be another story, although even there at this level, there weren't a lot of serve and volley players. I should say I didn't get to watch the Bryan brothers play. They ended up winning the doubles in this tournament, but I never was able to watch one of their matches, and perhaps they are more of serve and volley players. But the the matches in doubles that I watched were mostly guys who were playing singles and doubles, and there wasn't a lot of serve and volley. But you, playing a lot of recreational doubles, you probably do want to be serving and volleying more, and by tossing straight but slightly forward into the court the way Smechek was tossing, that will help draw you forward. You can follow the ball into the court and towards the net. Now, in the second serve, Smechek's toss went more straight up, per- perpendicular to the baseline, I should say. If the baseline is a flat line on the ground, his toss was going more straight up overhead. It was actually a little bit forward, but certainly not the one to one and a half feet forward into the court that his toss for his first serve was. And this is because his second serve was a spin serve. Honestly, I can't tell you, and it didn't help that from where I was sitting, I can't tell you exactly what that serve was, if it was a kick serve, but he was definitely, and you could read his whole body, you could see he was putting spin on that second serve, and so his ball toss was more straight up. And you can imagine your racket motion when your first serve is hard and flat, your racket motion is more straight forward 
towards the opposite court where on your second serve when you're applying spin you are hitting more of an angle on the ball you're hit you're wiping across the back of the ball or swiping across the back of the ball i should say and so your toss necessarily is closer to you because your momentum on your racket is going to travel more off to the side I really saw this so clearly when I was sitting there watching this match. I really was fascinated by both of these players, their tosses, their serves were excellent. And Smichek had a great serve. And he is, as I said, 5'9". He's not a real tall player. In fact, when you see him out there, he looks kind of small. And he still had a fabulous fast, hard, flat serve, and a really nice uh, spin serve also. So for the takeaway for us is there are different places that you can put your toss. You can have different tosses depending on what kind of serve you're trying to hit. And while you may not be completely happy with your serve right now, this is one little tweak you might try that could actually do a lot to change your serve. The placement of the toss can really have an impact on the whole service motion and what happens next. I wouldn't say that I am necessarily the best server that is playing in the leagues I play in, not by a long shot, and yet I do try very hard to have a little bit different toss between my first and my second serve since my second serve, I am trying to put more spin on it. And it is something that when I do it, when I'm consistent with it, when I think about it and make myself really try to do this, it does help my serve. And on that first serve, it does help me serve and volley more. So that is it for this week's tennis quick tip. As I said, I will have links in the show notes to all the simple serve tips episodes that we've done so far. I will include that YouTube video of Feliciano Lopez trying to learn how to throw a lasso here in Houston, Texas. I will link to the U.S. Clay Court website just in case you want to see who all was here and how the matches all went. I highly recommend, if you have an opportunity, to go to an ATP or a WTA tournament, go. It is so fun. This tournament that I went to, they're very high-level players, but it's a small tournament, and there's lots of mixing with the crowd. You really do get to meet the players. If you can volunteer at a tournament like that, so fun. I just have always had the best time. I'm sure I will go back and volunteer for as long as I can. And I'll probably always be a driver because I'm just loving talking to people. I hope they've all been so nice. I hope they don't think I'm like a stalker or something. It's a lot of fun and um, I'm just going to keep doing it as long as they'll keep having me back. Let me know how your tennis is going. Visit the show notes. You can leave me a comment down at the bottom of the page. Those are over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips131. I love hearing from you. And as always, happy tennis.